body go pandemonium. Use my fangs to murder ya. Yo soy la diosa, los demonios no me controlan. Soy culebra, una seca, soy la reina. What's up, everyone? 7 October's here. Welcome to my podcast, Nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue. Uh, today, I'm doing a little bit something different for this episode. I'm actually doing it off my phone, so let's see how that turns out. But anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. This is Season 4, Episode 11. It's a bonus episode. I usually just do 10 uh, or so episodes a season. Um, but yeah, I wanted to do my top 10, or actually my top 11 so seven's top eleven um, of favorite horror movies, favorite horror TV shows. I also wanted to do like a top five um, non-horror movies, just because I, I'm a movie fan overall. And lastly, this is a hip hop and horror podcast, so I also wanted to give out my top eleven uh, mainstream hip hop albums and then indie uh, hip hop albums as well. So let's get it right into it. Um, so to start off with my top 11 horror movies, this is no um, order specifically. I'm just going to list them, but uh, it's not from like the best to the least favorite. It's pretty much just scattered. I just wrote them down as I remembered them. So one of them <clears throat> is going to go to Terrifier 2. Uh, I remember watching the first Terrifier uh, like at nighttime by myself, and I usually don't scare. I've become kind of immune and numb to it, but um, that should kind of creep me out just because I feel like he has like this teleportation type of powers that not a lot of people talk about a lot that I've seen online, but they do mention it here and there. So it's just creepy to me the way he looks into the screen. If you saw the first film where he was introduced, I think it's All Hallows Eve, um, him going through the screen and shit like that. I thought he was going to come on and, and out of the screen and fucking get me and shit. And then that scene where he like pretty much saws the girl in half and shit was crazy and he wears her skin suit. It was just really disturbing, but I'm a gore fan, so I loved it. And when I heard there was a second sequel coming, I was like, oh shit, like, let's let's get into it, let's see what it's about. And yep, it uh, it met all the expectations, it was gory, really dark, 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 uh, disturbing sense of humor. Um, the mashed potato scene is probably one of my favorites, uh, if you know, you know. But go watch it, really loved it, Art the Clown, like the actor that does him is amazing. Uh, he has, he doesn't say any any words or nothing, just his facial expressions, the way he um he portrays that character is just crazy, man. It's it's scary too, uh, but yeah, that go that goes to Terrifier Two as one of them. Number two, Crimes of the Future. Uh, David Cronenberg is one of my favorite horror directors. I love his body horror um, genre uh, subgenre. So when I heard that he was coming out again, he hadn't made a film. I forget how many years, uh, but like The Fly is one of my favorite movies uh, that he made the remake. Um, and like Nightbreed and all those that he's he comes out in as an actor as well. But yeah, Crimes of the Future was a dope ass film too. It's about like uh, the creative um, process. Art is like this creative thing, and he just uses a different message through body horror. Um, it's like futuristic, like all his films are. So check it out. I don't want to give too much away, but it's really dope. I really loved it. Um, third one. Deadstream. This one came out of nowhere. I think it was on Shutter, I believe. Um, I just kept seeing it, and I'm like, I need to see this. And it was, it's one of the best, I think, horror comedies I've seen in a long time. Uh, it was just fucking hilarious, and then it was creep. Like it would have jump scares, like really like good jump scares. Um, the actor, who was a YouTuber, so he goes, is he's like an influencer YouTuber, or whatever. 
and he's known for making these crazy videos going doing these crazy things and he decides to go to a haunted house and he just films his whole experience and it's live so a live streamed dead stream that's why so she was hilarious and i found out i think the actor and his wife actually directed and wrote the film if i'm not mistaken uh but yeah this was dope so it's like an indie i guess you can consider it uh film so i really loved it check that one out if you love horror and comedy uh fourth one right let me see one two yeah fourth is gonna be x uh by um ty west so that film have you have, have you if you've seen it you've heard about you know like how he pretty much he ran this this year for me at least as a director because he put out x in the beginning of the year then he put out pearl which is the sequel and then there's a third one coming up so and it's dope because i think that, or at least that I know, this is the first time I see a horror director like release back-to-back -back horror film like that. Um, and maybe I might be wrong, that might have been done in the past, but uh, that I recall from my generation. So this was dope. He had it like, they recorded all this, I think, during the pandemic. But yeah, X, I loved it. Mia Goth, um, Jenna Ortega, which is one of my favorite screen queens. But Mia Goth obviously stole the role of Maxine. Um, and yeah, so check it out. Really dope. I don't want to get too much away for that one if you haven't seen it. But yeah, next one, Fresh. Uh, this was on Hulu, actually, I believe. Um, when I saw the preview, I was like, oh, shit, this looks interesting. Like, I'm a huge, like, fan of the serial killer um, subgenre. So I saw the clips and I was like, what the hell? So this girl meets this guy at a grocery store. They hit it off. He invites her over to his house and then just shit goes the wrong way so I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at that it has a really dope twist to it um the next one hellbender i think it's another yeah indie film i guess you can consider it. it's a family like a, a mom um daughter and father who actually film these movies um and actually i think they also do their own music for the movie so that shit was dope i forget their names but the young actors like that that plays about witches pretty much i don't want to give too much away on this one too but it's about witches, um, and I just loved it. It's, it was a unique concept, at least for me. I hadn't never seen it done this way. I'm a huge fan, again, also of like the subgenre about witches. So check that one out. Next, The Cursed. Um, this one, I don't see it being talked about as much, but I loved it. Um, I'm a huge like werewolf uh, fan, uh, so it's about werewolves. And again, another dope concept, unique concept. I hadn't seen it been done that way. Um the effects, the the story, the mythology was fucking dope. So check that out. Um, the next one, You Won't Be Alone. So shout out to Parker. Um, he actually put me onto this one. I think he ended up sending me the trailer. And it wasn't on my radar until he sent it to me. And I, I was like, oh shit, this is dope. Um, what's her name? I think Naomi LaPace or LaRace, I forget her name. Um, she's on it and I like her as an actress. Um... I think she comes out on The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and some of those other films. Um, but yeah, I saw it and I was like, okay, she's dope. And again, it's another witch uh, movie. Uh, pretty much like these poor peasant type of people. It takes back in the olden days. Uh, they kind of uh, tell the, the witch that they'll give them their firstborn child type of thing. Like if they he she helps them like pretty much have... Uh, they have like crops and harvest and all that stuff to be able to survive, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's pretty dope. I won't give too much away of that one as well. I think this one, the main actress, 
didn't even have a lot of uh, dialogue, which was dope to me because there was everything. It was just like you were just watching this like almost like silent film. Uh, but I loved it. Um, next one, Master. Uh, I really love this one. This one's with Regina, Regina Hall. I always get mixed up with Regina Hall, Regina King. There's Regina Hall. Uh, she killed it on, on this one too. Uh, dope twist as well. Uh, it's just about like these, you know, microaggressions dealing with racism on this like elite campus. Uh, and there's this one scene that stuck with me. Like this was one of the best scenes I think from, from this year that I liked. Uh, besides the terrifier one, um, is there's a scene where this um, black college student goes into her dorm and she has like a, I think she's a white roommate and she has all these people, white people over and they make this like racial joke pretty much like saying that she listens to Nicki Minaj, she's making assumptions just because she's black and her reaction was like she felt so uncomfortable and, and I could even feel that tension because I've been in those situations and the way that they portrayed that scene, how it was done, it was perfect because I, I felt it through the screen. So check that movie out. Really loved it. Next one, The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke um, and a stellar, like, young kids cast. Like, they all killed, especially the little girl. I forgot her character's name. Uh, but if you've seen the preview, I'm pretty sure you have. This is one kind of, like, blew up, too. Um, it's about another, like, serial killer. He's pretty much kidnapping kids and murdering them uh but they don't know that they're just going missing all these kids and pretty much goes from there it's a lot of like supernatural too with ghosts and stuff like that so check it out uh the next one um I just had it on my radar maybe a couple like a month ago or so it's called a, a wounded fawn really dope if you like those artsy type of horror um like kind of psychological stuff You'll like it. It kind of has like Greek mythology mixed with it. It's about a serial killer as well, but it takes a different, like unique take to it, which I really enjoyed because um, I hadn't seen that in a while. So those were my top 11. I think I went through the whole list. Um, yeah. And let's move on to my top. Uh, or actually, let me do honorable mentions real quick. So some of these uh, films I didn't get to see. But I, I heard great reviews and I'm still going to watch them. But I wanted to mention them for those people that might want like some other movies um, to watch. So The Menu, I still have to watch that one. I haven't seen it, but I heard really great things. And of course, I love Anya, I think Anya Taylor, who was in The the Gambit, um, the Queen, uh, Queen's Gambit, sorry. Um, Prey, I did see that one. Really loved it. The whole indigenous take to the Predator series. So this is a Predator series film. It's a prequel uh, to pretty much the beginning of the origins of Predator. So it was really dope. And just seeing an indigenous cast uh, was amazing as well. So yeah, dope film. The next one I haven't seen yet either, but I've heard great things. It's called Mad God. Um, and I believe the film is, um, it's not animated, it's stop motion. So I got to check that one out. I heard a lot of great things about it. I think it's kind of like close to like Dante's Inferno type of vibe. So I'll check that one out for sure. But I'll recommend it to you guys since I heard great things. The next one, The Innocence. Uh, Innocence. I did watch that. Um, it's a Norwegian film, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's really dope. It's pretty much if like little kids had superhero abilities, and it's little kids, so you you get from the good, the bad, the ugly. So really dope film too. Check it out. Another one. Um, these next two are, um, I believe, Mexican or at least um, Spanish films. 
the passenger or el pasajero, I think is what it's called in Spanish. Really dope film too. Um, they hit something on the road uh, in the middle of nowhere and it's just kind of like sci-fi-ish. So check that one out. The next one is Mal de Ojo. I, I haven't seen this one. I've seen the other one, The Passenger, but I haven't seen Mal de Ojo. That one I heard is really dope. Um, it's about witches and Mexican folklore, which I, that's one of my favorite subgenres. So I'm definitely going to watch it once it's released, but I heard great things. So I wanted to mention it and put it on people's radars. It's a Mexican film, horror film. Uh, next, Smile. I liked it. It was like people either liked Smile, hated Barbarian, liked Barbarian, hated Smile. It was one or the other. For me, it was like I didn't like Barbarian, but I love Smile. Uh, the psychological part to it. Uh, I, I know it's been done before, kind of like a little bit like, uh, what's that film? The one with... Uh, where this thing follows you after you, you pass it on by having sex. I forgot that I completely blanked out on the name. But anyways, <clears throat> it's been done before, but I really liked how they did it. The jump scares, uh, there was like jump scare after jump scare. Some were effective, some weren't, but I loved it just because uh, my theater experience was really dope. Um, it was like a full theater. Everybody was just like screaming, laughing. It was just dope. So check that one out. I recommend it. Uh, and yeah, those are my honorable mentions for horror movies. Uh, moving on to my favorite TV shows, horror TV shows, of course. So Chucky season two, I'm a huge Chucky fan, Child's Play fan. Um, I grew up on those films. It's pretty much, I think, one of the first films I watched as a kid. So that's what I credit to fall in love with the genre. So if you haven't been watching the show, watch it. It just got renewed for season three. It's really hilarious. If you followed along on the series of Chucky or Child's Play, um, it's just, it's horror, comedy, all of that. Um, next, Wednesday. And again, these are not in the order. Um, I'm just randomly saying them as I listed them. Wednesday with Jen Ortega again. She's one of my favorite upcoming actresses in general and Scream Queens, uh, young Scream Queens. Uh, from, uh, shout out to Ink Eater. I think she put it on my radar. Uh, really dope film too. Um, and sorry, I didn't talk about Wednesday. Wednesday is based on the Adams Family Wednesday character. Chucky, obviously Chucky, you've seen the killer doll. And then From is about this family that gets, um, they, you know, are traveling to a new spot in the middle of kind of nowhere too. And they just keep looping around the town and they just, they can't leave the town. Um, and there's supernatural things to it. The creatures that show up on there, they haven't really said what they are. I have a little bit of a, of a theory of what they might be. First I thought it was vampires. But then now I might think they, they might be something else. So really dope um, show, season one so far. Uh, I don't know if they've got announced for season two, but I hope so because I'm really like into it. Next one, Archive 81, which for those that loved it like myself, we're bummed that it got pretty much shut down after that. Season one is the only one we'll get. We'll get. Really loved it is about this um, guy that fixes pretty much like videos, DVDs, uh, all these like old school shit, and um, he comes across these tapes uh, based on this apartment complex, and it's a cult involved. I love cults too. I love those that sub genre. So really interesting. I'll just leave it at that. But check it out. I believe it's still on Netflix. Uh, next one, Evil season three. I believe it's season three. I don't think this show gets enough love or credit, at least from what I've seen. Really, really dope show. Like it has comedy. 
or all that um it's about kind of like i compare it to a little bit to the x-files and i think i've heard other people compare it to that too um we have a priest i think he's like not a scientist but he's like more of the logical person and then we have a he's a psychologist psychologist i believe not therapist psychologist um and they all kind of debunk things um, that are supernatural so really dope the demons on there like the special makeup effects in that show are amazing like i think that show should be like a movie honestly but um and then the actor is the guy that plays luke cage on the netflix series i forget his name but i love him he plays a priest uh which is different from what he's done in the past but it's really is a really dope show i can't talk like i could talk about it forever but anyways next one is not really a horror one but i, I think it has like sci-fi sci-fi is the main genre and has a little bit of horror elements i guess so Outer Range, it was on Prime Video, um, recommended, I loved it. It's about like pretty much teleportation, time travel type of things, but it's done in like, kind of, it's like a mix of Yellowstone, I think what I've heard it compared with Twin Peaks, like something like that. So it's it's a really dope show, so check it out if you haven't. Next one, Los Spookies Season 2. Uh, I really love this show just because it shows like people like me, brown people, uh that are like latinos who love horror and they pretty much do a lot of shit like they run a business pretty much they do all like they can do like spooky stuff for parties uh they pretty much uh do like these <laughs> kind of funny things where people hire them to like play pranks on people that it's like a house haunted or something like that or somebody's possessed but it's really dope it's funny um check it out i hope it does get season three i think it's on hbo um, the next one is what we do in the shadows, uh, season four, I think now at this point, but if you love horror and comedy, which those are my two favorite combinations, check it out. It's about vampires, werewolves, a little bit of everything. And it's just, it's hilarious. Like their roommates, they all live with each other. And it's just funny shit happens. Kind of like the office spooky version. Um, the next one is stranger things, uh, season four, uh, for those that know me, I'm a huge stranger things fan. Really loved it. I won't even talk about what it's about. If you guys seen it, you've seen it. It's on Netflix. Um, the next one is one of my favorite shows. Probably just period, like these past couple years. I think it just started maybe last year, but still, it's one of my favorite favorite shows. Yellow Jackets. Some consider it like a drama, a little bit supernatural, but I consider it like a horror show because it has a lot of horror elements in it. Uh, and it's about these teenage girls that were in a soccer team. They get on a flight. It crashes in the middle of, uh, like, the woods on, like, some island. And they do whatever it is to survive. They kind of do flashbacks between the past, I think, is the 90s and then current time. Um, and nobody really knows what happened while they were out there. So it kind of keeps going back and forth to see what happened. And we kind of get a little bit of cannibalistic vibes. That, that's what it might have happened. But a lot of the girls don't want to talk about what happened there. And I know it's like unfolding slowly, but I'm excited. The cast is awesome. Like Juliette Lewis, one of my favorite actresses on there. Um, who else? Like, there's like a like a lot of, I can't even think of the actresses right now. But um, the cast is amazing. Oh, Christina Ricci, of course. Um, and yeah, but check it out. Really dope show. Season two right now, I think. And then season, season two, I think. Yeah. And then season three. And I think I might have heard rumors that there's a season four already also in the works. So I'm excited for that show. Really dope show. Uh, the next one is a new show that just dropped on FX, I believe. It's called Kindred. 
and it's based on an African American novel uh, from the 70s, I think. It actually made me want to read it after I saw the first episode. I haven't finished watching this show, but it's just so far from the first one, I was like hooked. Uh, so it's based on this uh, black woman. She pretty much has these like, not even seizures, kind of like uh, sleepwalking episodes. And when she wakes up, she's back in the slavery days. And she kind of goes back and forth, so I think maybe time travel is involved somehow. Uh, but it's it's really dope the way they film film these scenes. Um, but yeah, check that one out. Kindred again, and then the last one, honorable mention. I haven't seen this show, but I've heard great things. It's another horror comedy, uh, Shining Veil, vale, and Courtney Cox um, comes out in it. So I'll check that one out. I heard it's about like a house ghost stuff like that, and it's really funny, but also has these horror elements. So yeah. And then before we move on to the hip hop uh, section here, I wanted to mention my top five uh, favorite films that are non-horror because um, I really love this film and I wanted to shout it out. So my number one, this one is in a specific order, just just the number one. The rest are not in a specific order, but it would be Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. If you've seen it, you know I watched this and at the theaters and I'm glad I did like my experience there was amazing I think everybody there had the same experience uh you know we laughed we cried uh all these emotions pretty much uh, throughout the film and it's pretty much this Asian family the mom has this difficult kind of I guess relationship with her daughter her daughter is uh lesbian she has a partner and she doesn't seem to want to accept her for who she is a little bit because of probably the culture and all that. And then a lot of other things like this generation. I talked about generational trauma, relationships with your family. Like it touches on all that. So it was beautiful. Jamie Lee Curtis comes out on it. Um, and I forget the main actress's name, but that film, it was one of my favorite films. They have this rock scene. So it's pretty much like also has to do with is like sci-fi-ish too, besides like being a drama um has these elements where they kind of time travel and uh, they show how you can be reincarnated into different things and there's a scene where they're just the mom and the daughter are rocks um and what can happen like the, the bad things that can happen if you don't you know pretty much reconcile your differences with your family and what can happen and I like the way they spin that. And I really want to talk about this film. I might do a review. We'll see because there's so many things you can talk about. So many layers to it. But it's a beautiful film. Check it out if you haven't. Number two, The Fablemans. Uh, this is loosely based and is directed by Steven Spielberg. But it's loosely based on his life. Um, and it's about a kid that falls in love with filmmaking. And it really touched me because right now I'm going through my filming filmmaking journey. And I really loved it. Um, they show how he falls in love with making film. You know, having to deal with um, being Jewish around a time where a lot of people bullied people for being Jewish, um, dealing with your family, all these different things that come along with it, being a teenager. Um, so beautiful film. Check it out. The next one, The Batman. I was actually like, I'm not going to lie. I was one of the haters that I was like, man, this dude's going to play the guy from Twilight. What's his name? And, um, I, mean, I blinked out on his name, but you know who he is. Um I'm like, he's going to play Batman? I'm like, he's going to probably suck, blah, blah, blah. Even though I was like a Twilight fan back in the day. But I was like, uh, oh, Robert Pattinson. There we go. Uh, so I was like, uh, we'll see. I'll give it a try. Uh, I'm a huge Batman fan. Like my top three, you know, superheroes is Batman, 
Spider-Man and Wolverine. So I was like, okay, let's see. And I went to go see it in theaters. Loved it. Like it was a darker, gritty Batman, like the way they did the the visuals there, the dark streets, the lighting, all that. And he killed it as Batman. So I was wrong. And he killed it and I loved it. Uh, yeah, check it out. And then the next one is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Honestly, one of the main reasons I really love this one, uh, because Chadwick obviously was missing uh, as the Black Panther T'Challa, but I loved it because of Namor. Um, uh, Tenok Huerta like killed it as Namor. Um, and yeah, and I really loved it, the way they portrayed like the indigenous culture, the mythology, for those that know me and my music. I talk a lot about all that stuff, so I really loved it. They did their uh, history research. They did it an awesome job. So I really loved it. And then the the visuals too, like the underground uh, city, all that shit was beautiful. Um, and the last one is Emily the Criminal. So Aubrey Plaza, I love her. Another one of my favorite like actresses, comedic actresses, I guess you can say. Um, White Lotus too. She's a like, fucking dope in there. But yeah. So check out those films are non-horror, uh, but I really enjoyed them. And yeah, let's move on to the uh, hip-hop hip -hop section here. <clears throat> so I'll do mainstream first, and then I'll do indie projects. So my top 11 for hip-hop mainstream, and again, these are in no particular order. Uh, the first one is going to be Pusha T. It's almost dry. Uh, for those that know me, I'm a huge Pusha T fan, like, I have almost all his albums. I think, like, as a solo artist, he's been he's been my favorite rapper for for a while. Um, as the clips, like, I love the clips, but I don't know. I just push a T stands out to me. So yeah, uh, dope dope album. Number two, Lloyd Banks, the course of the inevitable. Um, really was surprised by this album. Really dope. Um, yeah, check that one out as well. Number three, Joey Badass, two thousand. Uh, one of the tracks there that he had, I believe, I think it's uh, Survivor's Guilt. I think I can't remember. I think it might have been that one where he talks about um, Capital C's Rest in Peace. Um, he finally talks about it, um, dealing with that. And yeah, it was like a really heartfelt track and like it really got me into my emotions for sure. Uh, so dope album, check it out. Next one. Uh, it's another dope rapper that I don't think it's enough love, at least that I think, but uh, I just watched this NPR Tiny Desk performance and it was phenomenal. Uh, West Side Boogie, the more black superheroes. So that album was dope as hell. He has a beautiful singing voice too, um, which I think he should use more. But um, yeah, really dope album. Check it out. Conway the Machine, God Don't Make Mistakes. I'm a Conway fan. Love him. Uh, really great. I think this was more of an introspective album that I've heard. You know, like he talks about a lot of his stuff, his life, but this one I felt like it was more heartfelt. Like he talks about, you know, being depressed, uh, you know, drinking, all these different things. Like the song Stress was one of my, I think it was called Stress. Um, all these like other tracks on here that are really like heartfelt uh, you can really like get to know him on a on a deeper level that like, he got really introspective with it so i really loved it so check that one out next one earth gang uh ghetto gods these guys i really love like their melodies how they pick them like their beat selection too it's like really like a beat 
and their lyrics are just like really dope as well like really lyrical which i love next uh is nas king's disease three obviously it's Nas, man come on um really dope one again um i wasn't a fan of the first two honestly but this one i really i really enjoyed um the next one marlon craft uh while we're here another he's another dope mc I don't hear him mentioned a lot, but he is really dope the way he writes his verses and just like a dope storyteller too. Uh, the next one, Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4, of course. Um, dope album. Uh, but yeah. And then the next one, uh, Absol, one of my favorite rappers. Uh, I'm, I was so happy when he said he was coming back with new music. I've been waiting on that shit for like a long time. I think he said he hadn't dropped an album like in six years or something like that. I, it might be longer. Um, so Herbert, really dope. Um, again, introspective album. We get to see what he has been going through the last couple years. And if you haven't seen the interview he did with Charlemagne, go watch it, really dope. Um, and the last one here for my top 11, is Freddie Gibbs sold sold separately? Again, Freddie Gibbs beat selection is my one of my favorites because he picks it really dope, trappish kind of a border drill, just like the hit like bass wise. But you know he's a fucking dope lyricist too. Um, and then moving on to my indie hip hop top eleven. Uh, <clears throat> uh, one and again these are in no particular order. It's going to go to Noah James and Sea King. And actually, happened to have the CD right here. Shout out to Noah James, the homie. Uh, yeah, really dope, dope, dope um, album. Uh, check it out. He has like this whole series uh, that's like part one, part two type of thing where it's like all connected, which is really dope. But yeah, one of my favorite albums. Uh, second one, Face versus It, uh, Three Faces. Uh, really dope rapper. He, he speaks Spanish as well, so he raps in English and Spanish, which is my thing. So I, I really love it. Uh, really dope project. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it was like a breath of fresh air. Uh, third, Vel9, um, Freak Jet. Again, she has this like, she's from the West Coast, but she has this East Coast sound that I really love. Like, I don't know, something about her, the way she rhymes is just is effortlessly. Um, four, Flows, San Diego. Rapper, shout out to Flo's uh, Bubblegum, really dope um, album as well. I love that he makes this kind of like mainstream type of sound, but he makes it his own, uh, which I really love. Um, next, Saint Sir, shout out to him as well. Boon League member uh, from San Diego as well. Um, Dear Sandy, um, it was more of an EP, I think, um, but I had to add it here. I just put hip hop projects, pretty much indie hip hop projects here. Um, I really loved the tracks on there. Uh, I always like his beat selection too, it's like jazzy type of like that old school vibe of hip hop, which I love. Uh, next is Cove 1904, really dope um, album as well. Next, Chewy. Uh, Dio, um, Chewy again, he has like this like trappish type of vibe, but I don't know, I love the way he rhymes, um, and again, he's, I believe he's from San Diego too, yeah, and Cove too, uh, shout out to them. Next, number eight, Curtis King, DIY2, again, a uh, friend of ours, shout out to Curtis King, really dope project. Number nine, 
Asun Eastwood, The Complex, another dope uh, rapper. I love how he gets really introspective with his shit and just like talks his shit. Um, next, one of my favorite uh, indie rappers, Killing It. Um, yeah, just that's all I got to say. RJ Payne, uh, Beautiful Pain 4. And I feel like I said it before on Twitter, I believe, like this was one of his best projects to date like he released a lot of shit but this one like really touched my heart my soul um he really talked more about his life and I love seeing that and I hope he does that more because he's just a great storyteller his fucking lyricism the way he you know like the way he rhymes he's just a fucking killer on the mic but uh check that one out and then lastly La Russell Shout out to him too, his hustle, his grind. Like he's been killing it this year. A lot of people have been talking about him and studying him and the way he does his, uh, pretty much runs everything independently. Uh, so shout out to him and the project's called I Hate When Life Is Going Great. Um, and yeah, those were my top movies, horror movies, non-horror movies, hip-hop albums. If you have yours, drop it in the comments, share it. I want to see them. If I didn't mention them, I just had it, I had to narrow it down. I had a huge list. Like horror shit dominated this year. Like so many horror films came out. I watched a lot of horror films this year. Um, I didn't mention them here because again I had to condense the list. Same thing with hip hop albums. Like you know that shit. There's an album dropping every day. Um, but yeah, if I didn't mention it, comment below what you thought about my list. If you liked it, what you didn't like about it. What are your thoughts? Um, and yeah, and then. Let me show you guys a little bit. This is my new my new room. I just moved. This is my horror shit right here. A little bit. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to Nightmare on Cedric Avenue podcast. I'm going to take a quick break. Not too long. And I'll be back. Um, I have a really dope season plan for you guys. I already have a couple guests lined up that I want to have on this podcast. And this year, I do want to mix it up back again with the hip-hop and horror uh, guests um so yeah if you want anybody that you think would be great on the show also drop it in the comments um like share subscribe to this channel all that it helps me greatly and i want to thank you guys hope you guys have a great uh, rest of your day week weekend and happy new year peace <laughs>